Hello and welcome. I'm Kim Keen, the host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, and I'm sharing this with you so that I can help other women with their motherhood journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're new to One of a Kind You, the format of this show is that I share a journal entry of mine from about five years ago, and I then reflect on the journal entry, basically sharing what I wish I would have known then in an attempt to guide myself now and other women with where they are in their journeys. So I'm going to go ahead and get started, and I'm going to share my entry. So this is a part two episode, and this is part two of an entry from November 19th, 2015. So I will pick up where I left off from the last episode. Yesterday I went shopping with a friend. She ended up leaving in the middle of the trip. I started divulging some of my inner child stuff and how it impacts me as a shopper. I had to reassure myself that her departure had nothing to do with that, and it truly was because she didn't feel well. It sucked because I had to be alone for a bit, but it was good at the same time because I tried things on without feeling rushed or pressured. It was also good because I had time to myself and had to be in the moment and learn to accept it. I left feeling motivated to go shopping alone again. I'm glad we went though, even if she did leave early, because she gave me a gentle nudge to buy something. If she hadn't, I would have left empty-handed once again. I did leave feeling slightly guilty though, because I dropped quite a bit of cash on myself. When Pete wanted his coat, I threw a fit. I had to reassure myself about that too. I don't have much in terms of clothing. Pete buys things when he needs or wants them, much easier and more often than I do. He doesn't feel guilty about it. I have to stop feeling guilty because I'm worthy of the things that I want and need. And that is where the entry ends. So I'm just going to dive in with the thoughts that I have after reading this entry. So first, I had a hard time being alone. Um, in the past, I had gone from one boyfriend to the next because I had convinced myself that if I was alone, then something wasn't right. There was something wrong with me. Um, in my career, I always sought out coworkers at lunch. It was very rare that I actually ate lunch alone. And then at home, now that I was a stay-at-home mom, I had no interaction, adult interaction during the day. So when there was an adult around, I was desperate to interact with them and talk and connect. And my, I'm still that way, um, less on a needy level. And my daughters actually make fun of me to this day that if I get around an adult friend, they know it will not be a quick visit or a quick chat because I love, love, love connecting. Um, so with that being said, if you want to chat or connect, DM me on Facebook or Instagram. It's the highlight of my day connecting with new people. But anyhow, I digress. So I just had such a hard time being alone. Um, because of patterns that I ran in the past with limiting beliefs that I had about myself and what being alone actually meant. And I had convinced myself that I was flawed and that um, if I was alone, then that was true. If I was um, alone, then that meant no one wanted to be around me, there was something wrong with me, and I was basically broken. And that I had convinced myself if people wanted to be around me, that meant there was something that I wasn't flawed anymore. I had magically been fixed. And so it was such a challenge to be alone, especially you know, shopping at the mall, because even still to this day, I'm not someone who loves to shop. I am the type of person where I walk in, I stand in this, the doorway of the store, I do a quick scan. If I see something great, I go right there, I get what I need, and then I hightail it out of there. I am not the type of person who loves to go to 
the discount stores like TJ Maxx or Marshalls and just browse and browse and browse. I don't have the attention span for that. And so that also, I think, factors into why I don't like to go shopping alone. I like to have someone there to chat with and, you know, keep me engaged and, you know, question and talk and discuss the things that we see and are going to try on and why we like them and why we don't. But I had to learn that being alone is actually a good thing. Regardless of others in my life, I am not flawed. I'm not perfect by any means. In fact, no one is. We all have a little... Um, I like to call them, you know, personality and um, little things that make us who we are. But we're not flawed. There's nothing wrong with us. And if we're striving for perfection, we're never going to achieve it. So we're always going to feel like something's wrong or we're not good enough or we're not worthy of having companions or friends or relationships. So being alone allowed me to decide what I liked, what worked for me without the pressures from others and it was actually the first step in me learning to meet my own needs was to just be able to be with myself now i actually don't mind being alone it's actually a reprieve and a breath of fresh air because i don't have to engage with others even though i do so much like engaging with others but there are times where i just need to recharge and i can do that for myself now by reading a book um, by taking a walk and listening to the sounds outside in nature binging a show on Netflix or um, something else that I have in the queue and so it's actually I actually don't mind being alone now I actually look forward to having time to myself even if it's just going for a drive Um, because then I can be in my own thoughts I can listen to the music that I want to listen to I don't have to engage in conversation if I really don't feel like it so this was a huge um, day for me because and I, I still five years later can remember it like it just happened yesterday. I felt devastated when my friend left, like I had said something or had done something wrong. And as I was shopping, I had analyzed it through and through. And it was actually so good though, because it it gave me the first opportunity to really force to be alone and to process it and to recognize it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. And to make it better, um, my friend actually had sent me a text later that night apologizing you know she really didn't feel well and she felt so bad leaving and she hoped that I wasn't mad at her and that we would go shopping again sometime so it also was a lesson for me that the stories I had created about myself about not being liked or not being enough or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing wasn't true I had made a meaning out of this situation um, that really actually wasn't a meaning at all and if I could have just let it go and not gone into the crazy town spiral of over analysis and overthinking Uh, it probably wouldn't have been such a blow in the moment anyhow. So uh, really the struggle of being alone though was really looking for significance from others and because I needed to feel important. I needed to feel worthy from from the attention that I was getting from other people. And really I learned that I have to make myself significant for me, not getting it from anyone else because unfortunately there may come a time where I don't have someone to make me feel significant. You know, I don't have coworkers now because I'm an entrepreneur and I own my own business. So I work from home and I'm, well, pre-pandemic, I was home alone all day, every day. Now with the COVID-19 pandemic, my husband is working from home and my daughters are doing virtual school. So my house is full, but I still am in in my guest bedroom at a folding table working in silence alone with things that need to be taken care of for my business. 
So the co-workers is a vehicle to meet the need of significance. My husband is a vehicle to meet my need of significance. My kids are a vehicle to meet my need of significance. Even the dogs and the cat are a vehicle to meet my needs of significance. And so when you look for others to make you feel significant, then when they're not there, which is what happened with my friend when she left, I felt so empty and so deflated and so lonely. And I didn't need to feel that way because I actually could make myself feel significant. I could tell myself how amazing I looked in the mirror in the dressing room. I could treat myself to a hot chocolate. I could treat myself to lunch. There are so many things that I could do in that moment to make myself feel important or feel worthy and feel special instead of waiting for someone else to do it. And once I recognized that, there was such power in that because now, like I said, I can do it for myself. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to have it from others, but I don't need it the way that I used to need it. The other thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode was the guilt around spending money. So um, this guilt was such a long-standing issue. So it go- it went way back, and it really honestly wasn't even about the things that I had purchased and the actual um, spending of the money. It was the way that I felt with spending it. And so let me explain why. So um, I have shared this a lot on my Instagram profile, but I am a domestic violence survivor. I was in an abusive relationship with my high school boyfriend. We started dating in 10th grade and the relationship wasn't abusive initially. It was incredibly unhealthy, um, mostly verbally and emotionally. And it progressed. So we started dating, uh, in March of 1998. So we were both 15 years old. And by the fall of 98, so the start of our junior year, the mental and the emotional abuse had become more severe. And my parents noticed it and they said that we could no longer see each other. And me being the um, strong-willed teenager that I was, I refused to stop seeing him, mostly because I didn't want to admit that my parents were right, that the relationship was unhealthy, uh, but I was also afraid. I couldn't get away from him at school. My parents weren't there at school to protect me. So I couldn't escape him. And so it was just easier for me to stay with him than it was to leave him. And so it caused a huge rift in the relationship with my family. I didn't speak to my dad for five and a half years. And the relationship with my mom was also rocky. And it wasn't until uh, I would say probably around the age of 18 that the physical abuse started. So that was like right after high school graduation. And I ended up staying in this relationship until I was 21. And I can share more about that relationship on another podcast episode. But anyways, to get back to the reason that I felt so guilty about spending money on myself was because in addition to the verbal, emotional, and physical abuse that I endured in that relationship for five and a half years, I also endured financial abuse. So the abuse financially was multifaceted. So I worked, I did not go to college right out of high school. Instead, I worked multiple jobs. I worked um, at the local mall, at a jewelry stand, I worked at a clothing store, and I also uh, worked at a grocery store. So I was juggling three jobs, making a minimum wage, back then was like barely $7, to provide for myself, which I wasn't really able to do, but also to provide for my boyfriend. So any money I got, he immediately demanded it. And it was really to support his drug addiction. And no matter how much money I had, it was never enough. 
And if I did spend money on myself, even if it was just to put gas in my car, it would result in a huge fight because he felt like I was preventing him from getting the drugs that he needed. And so that was um, traumatizing to say the least, but it was also incredibly stressful because I never, ever, ever had enough money. I did not have enough money to put gas in my car, so I was constantly borrowing money from my mom, my grandmother, uh, we were borrowing money from other friends who also didn't have money, um, and he, and my boyfriend wouldn't work, so he refused to get a job because he would say things like, "I'm not working at you know Walgreens because I'm not wearing that vest, or I'm not working at McDonald's because I'm not wearing that apron," but it was okay for me to work at those jobs. It was okay for me to wear the apron at the grocery store and work to support him. Or he would get a job and it wouldn't last long because he wasn't able to get up on time. Um, he would feel sick if he didn't have his drug fix and then he would need to leave work. So he was often fired very quickly from any job that he held. So most of the day he spent sleeping and I spent working. And so I started to develop these feelings of guilt anytime I spent money, even if it was for, for gas for my car so I could get to the jobs to earn the paycheck. I felt guilty because of the things that he would say. He had convinced me that I was not worthy of taking care of myself financially, that I was really meant to be on this earth to provide for him. And I did not realize how that was still affecting me all these years later. Um, I had not been in that relationship since 2003. And here it was. 12 years later and I was still being impacted by that and it took me a long time to realize that I actually you know could spend money on myself this situation of me providing for myself was not that situation that I was in in my early 20s and and as a teenager and so I had to really disconnect the two and say you know Kim you are a human being with needs and wants it is okay that you treat yourself to that cute pair of shoes you have earned your money. You have worked for your paycheck. You deserve those things to really start taking the guilt out of it. You know, my husband was so encouraging. If I want wanted a pair of shoes, yes, go buy the shoes. Don't ask me. Don't think twice about it. You work hard. You deserve the shoes. Even though at this point I was only working part-time as a college adjunct instructor, I wasn't making the full-time salary that I made as a teacher it didn't matter to him, you know, because I was taking care of our children and I was teaching online at a local university. And when I left my teaching career at the university too and had no income coming in for a period of time, it was still, you've earned it. Go, go, go get whatever you need and don't even think twice about it. And so still to this day, sometimes that guilt will come up and I think, oh my gosh, Kim, you don't really need another pair of Converse sneakers. You have four sitting in your closet right now or you don't really need a pair of boots. You have four pairs of booties sitting in your closet right now or you don't need another sweatshirt or you don't need, but I want it and I am special and worthy enough of having it. And so I really had to disconnect from that guilt and recognize that I was still carrying this belief about worth, my own self-worth and the value of me as a person and what I deserved to have um, without excess and even with even if it was excessive at times it was still that I was worthy enough and significant enough to have it and that I mattered and so I hope that this episode is helpful to you if you feel like it was or if you feel like you know a friend that would benefit from listening please share this with them 
and I am looking forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, feel free to follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I love making new friends and I will see you around.